divorce and start over, basically. Just because it's the new year doesn't mean you're at the beginning of your divorce either, though. So, you know what I mean? Like, how is the new year a fresh start of whatever you've been dealing with? What? <laughs> that was pretty... What? Did Look. you hear anything that I said? <laughs> yes, yes. Do I you listen you. to me, David? I would just say new you. Like that one place on the TV. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. 2024. Damn, I have a hard time writing 2024. I I haven't had to write it, but I've typed it a couple times today. Did you do 2023? Did you screw up? No. No, I did. No, because I have I'm a big perfect, thing on my computer that I'm says not perfect, it's 24, David. Girlfriend. All right, girlfriend. All right. Welcome, everybody, out there to Divorce Devil, episode 159. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, David and Rachel on the mic. 2024, baby. New you, new, what'd you call it? New New year, new you. New year, new you. We specialize in divorce recovery. Uh, We've got to get a tagline, too. Got to work on that. Yeah. We have top 10 or 10 ways to... We're really rediscovering you in your recovery, right? So... But you're there, but you're reading, but you're rediscovering, redefining. Yeah. Yep. Making that new person. Just go with it, folks. Bring it, bringing it to the. <laughs> if you have a good tagline in your, yeah. your um, slick with the words, the yes. word salads, let us know. We're Smithery. Yep. I that love Smith that guy. Word. Yeah, that Smith guy is like I mean, awesome. John Smith? No. Pocahontas? No. No. John, no. We're Smithery. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So once again, uh, the concept that recovering from divorce is similar to entering a new year, both representing turning points and opportunities for reflection and growth. Yeah. Growth. Grow. John Smith. <laughs> is that what happened in saw Pocahontas? <laughs> he let it go. <laughs> let, it, <laughs> let it go. That's the wrong song, dum-dum. Oh, let it grow? Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start our own Disney movie. <laughs> let it grow. Porno Disney. Let it grow. The new divorce Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're getting back to the divorce recovery. Um, Letting go. Are you getting me back in in, uh, line? Are you early squirrel wrangling? I am wrangling that damn squirrel because it's 2024. (laughs) We're going to be serious. No more joking around. Oh, then we can't do this. Damn it. (laughs) So just as the new year means letting go of the past year, divorce requires letting go of the life and identity you had in the marriage. This could be painful, but necessary. What do you think, partner? I think to... Talk to me. What do you think? Talk to me. (laughs) Give it to me. Give it to me. Okay. Go. Okay. All right. (laughs) So what does everybody do when it's the new year? Uh, Resolutions. Resolutions. And they suck. I think we should stop that. I think we have, we need a resolution not to have resolutions. Yeah. Because you're setting yourself up for failure. Yes. Especially if you're going through a divorce, right? So yeah. you're like, this year I'm going to do this, 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 and that. Well, no. Divorce. What do you do when you get divorced? You go, in my next life, I'm going to do this, 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 and that. Well, you have to break the patterns fully. Yep. And unless you find some of those bad patterns and work on them and like go through them multiple times, like serial dating, David. Um, Hello? You won't know what's good for you, right? So I always, you know, I always use this thing with my kids when they were growing up. I mean, Logan, too. But um, if someone steals, right, and they don't know that stealing is bad, is it really stealing? Like, are you really bad for doing it? Should you be punished, right, the first time you steal? The second time you know stealing is bad and you do it again, now you've done something illegal, Right. 
So until you have gone through something, you don't know that it's bad for you, good for you, whatever. When you're going through a divorce, you don't know that, you know, sending that nasty test is going to be used against you in court, right? Or you don't know that, you know, stabbing all the tires is going to be an, a felony because they <laughs> crash into a tree because you stabbed a knife. In yeah, the but you were letting the air out of the tires to be free. But what I'm saying is if you don't go through all the feelings and the emotion and the crap and the crud and clean out your gutters, you're not going to know that you have a drainage problem, right? So you you need to go through all those in order to fix the problem and not just keep putting Band-Aids on it because you will never heal and letting go is part of that. You may say, I'm mm-hmm. done. I never want to see that person again. I'm done. I'm not going to talk to him. You know how many times people go back because it's yeah. easier to not feel the hurt? You got to feel the hurt. And not let to it, go back. And a little bit at a time, you're going to let Don't it go. Don't go back unless you really mean it. And again, you might say, hey, let's try to work it out. Let's try to do this. What can we do better? Let's go to counseling. I think letting go is part of, you know, I'm going to get counseling because I've already let go of this emotion where I... You know, I walk, you walk on water. Mm-hmm. So now you no longer walk on water in my eyes. And in order to get it back, we need to go get help. So you're kind of like, am I going to let this go or am I going to work on it? Am I going to let this go? Or am I going to work at couples counseling? Great if it works. Yep. A lot if of times. If you stay in it, stay in it, man. A, a lot of times it will bring out to the surface all the things that you find horrible and either you yourself not your partner have to work on it because you can't fix your partner unless they want to be fixed and that's on them correct so unless you let go of some of those things that you're not willing to look at and deal with you're not really gonna find that new you or that new path that you're supposed to be on because you're gonna get stuck in that groove of well i'm not the problem check this out god i had a big thought oh so divorce recovery is like leave guard. <laughs> you like that analogy? Yes, man. That, that hit me while you were yeah. sitting there, Joe Jack, and I was like, leave guard. Yeah, it's like the yes. filter that, you know, okay, I have a problem. Yeah. It's yep. going to keep happening because I have this huge tree that I'm not yep. going to cut down because it gives me shade and cools my house down. So the bigger problem is I have to clean out my gardeners more often. But if I get leave guard, yep. if I learn that there's a something that's going to help me, Fix my problem, problem and not just keep putting, you know, having to clean it out, having to get the ladder. I'm getting older. I might put some weight on. I'm going to break the ladder. You know, all the things that you think about when you're up on the ladder trying to clean out the gutter. Um, if you put the leaf guard on it and you've solved multiple problems, problems. then there you go. You've learned. It's works. And then the next thing might be how that lower drainage now is getting too much water because we didn't prepare for all the leaves not being there. <laughs> so we need to build a new ditch or, you know, there's a lot of different things that you hmm. don't know are a problem until you go through it. So you start fixing some of the bigger or small. I think small problems can help heal bigger problems because you're like, I was always like, well, I'm so nice. It's not me. It can't be me. But I got to a point in my divorce where I was just like, anything he said, he could say the sky is blue. I go, fuck you. <laughs> Damn. No, actually, it's the reflection off the ocean and blah, 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 blah. You know, and anything he said would be wrong because I was already hurt and disappointed. I'm, I'm going to email LeafGuard and ask him if they want to be our sponsors. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we used you as a, yeah. par- a partner. As a motif, as a simile. Yeah. Like as mm-hmm. or, or similar. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, you know, letting go for me was... 
you don't ever fully let go because yep. there's all those things that you had in your mind, your idea of what your marriage is going to look like. But you never, when you're at the church and you're saying your vows, you're not like, well, what's my divorce going to look like? That's not in your brain. Nope. But it's, when you're going through it, you have to have some kind of picture of what it's going to be up after hope. or on the other end. Yeah, your hope. Because if you don't have any, like, again, if you don't have any hope, you're like stuck in this rut and you're depressed and you're drinking and you're not eating and you're doing all the things that you shouldn't. And letting go helps you. It doesn't say you don't care. Mm-hmm. It's just saying I care enough <laughs> to not let some of the things bother me. To take care of myself. Yeah. Number two, or the next one is emotional upheaval. The early stages of a new year and divorce recovery brings uncertainty, sadness, and ups and downs emotionally as you transition. Being self-aware helps the process. There's a lot of freaking emotions. And I mean, just, just a myriad, just nuts. Some emotions that you thought you were good at handling, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, yep. I suck at that. Yep. I'm not good at but once again, being wrong. But once again, you're going through all the feels. I think, too... Um, you know, we always talk about having baggage and not gonna, you're not going to be enough in whatever relationships you have, um, that you've failed your marriage, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't work hard enough. And why can other people make it work And when they have shittier spouses or, you know, mine doesn't seem so bad. So why can't I just stick it out for another 30 years and die next to him? Like, there's so many things that you guilt on yourself that other people aren't guilting on you yep. that you think people are perceiving you. So you have to like go of that emotional connection to other people's thought of what your divorce should be like. That's why we, that's a hard we, one for me. That's why we hardly ever talk about guilt. Yeah. Guilt we we hardly ever cover. So um, the guilt thing is, is huge because it's related to all the other emotions balled into one. And I people think. in your life. Like yeah. my kids made me feel so guilty for trying to find happy, mm-hmm. but yet they kept saying they want me to be happy. Or family, like just family in general. They're like, we just want you to be happy. Well, they wanted me to be happy with my ex. At their expense, yes. Yeah. And I was like, but that causes me my most unhappiness. Because there wasn't, again, and I blame both of us because we did not communicate well at the end. So at any time that it was fixable, we weren't willing to do the work. Or able because... He was in Israel or he was in another, you know, some other country. Well, I'm trying to maintain that a family and mm-hmm. all the things. But, yeah, I wasn't getting any of my needs met because I was always felt like I was last, no matter where he was in the world. But your kids gave you that guilt. And they still. But that's, but that's their job, though. That daughter, is their job. Like, my daughter still does. Like, my son, he doesn't necessarily say, like, I'm mad at you for doing it. He goes, like, at Christmas. Like, I wasn't feeling Christmas. At all. Like, I'm yep. sure I had seasonal affective disorder. What's it called again? Dis- seasonal affective disorder? Depression okay. or something. Um, after Thanksgiving, I was like, why did I do all this work for nothing? Like, there's I, I, really- I think it's called fuck Christmas disorder. Yeah. yeah. And why do I do all this work when it's probably appreciated, but it's never said to me that it's appreciated. It's just expected. Yep. Um, and Christmas happens still. I didn't have lights up. I my, I didn't put a single ornament on my tree. The my, um my daughter and my son and Lance's daughter and his nieces put the ornaments on. Um, they had fun dancing, doing their whole thing, and I was just like unboxing things, looking for ornaments that I thought I had but I didn't have, and that made it stressful. And I was like, why am I acting like ornaments? this? Ornaments, you know, like kids' first <laughs> ornament. I'm like, where the hell's that? And then my daughter goes to my ex's house, and they're like, here it is on Dad's tree. So that's. 
something. Oh. I'm like, I ha- thought I had that in my house. And at one point I did, and I gave them a couple boxes to go through then to bring back. Well, the bring back part never get got translated. Bring back my body to me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that... I kind of was setting this mood where I wanted, I was disappointed before anything was happening. Yeah. So like you were in a hole and you were trying to crawl out of the hole during Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that is an emotional thing of this is how I used to do it. This is what used mm-hmm. to happen. This is what, I don't have my kids for the first time in my entire motherhood because it finally is my official time not to have them because first year we did it together. Second year he had COVID third year I had COVID. Um, and so all these things happen where I had my kid every morning that I expected him to be there. Maybe you can get ahead of it next year because you know that oh, you I'm were ahead of it. We're going on a fucking vacation. I'm not doing it. Fucking Christmas. You can all kiss my ass. You want something? Let me know in June because I'm going to buy it. When I then. say ahead, you mean ahead. Yeah, in June, I'm going. Where Lance and I are going for our fiftieth. I'll turn fifty in May. He'll turn fifty in September. We're going to Ireland and Scotland for yeah, two but years. That's June. Okay, so in June, for two years. Two weeks, sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, maybe <laughs> we'll get stuck there. You're going to be know. gone for 600 days? We're going to be doing podcasts to Ireland. I might have Damn. to go proclaim one of my castles. That um, was a Freudian slip. No, that was like, okay, maybe I'm moving Six, to Scotland. 600 days. <laughs> Damn. Um. Yeah, I don't know what I said there. But anyway, so, and that's the, the big goal in the end of June. If you don't let me know what you want for Christmas, it ain't getting caught bought because I'm going to buy another vacation to go away for Christmas and I'm not I'm not going to well, do it. Wanna go for- uh, I think I want to do Norway. Dang, you want to go go. Yeah, I'm thinking I want to do a Norwegian Christmas cuz I'm Norwegian. I know some of my heritage. I'm like Scottish and Irish, so that's another reason we're going there. Atlanta's is Irish. Um So mutt. So yeah, I'm such a I'm all the things. Mutt. Yes, you're welcome. My family apparently got around. There you go. <laughs> so, um yeah, I just I don't know if it's just this year, but like the spirit of Christmas is not been. You need to jump on the bandwagon. Every day is Christmas. Yeah, but then it's like Groundhog's Day. It's not really that special. Yeah, but if every day is Christmas, you wake up and like. But Bill Murray, Bill Murray got love in the end. Yeah, because then he did everything right. Well, there you go. I can't do everything right every single day. He I got mean, I'm love fucking awesome, but not. End. I'm not gonna. That's too much work. Groundhog Day, and I'm gonna let the guy step in the big puddle and fall. And yeah, no, yes. I don't care. And I'm just gonna the, live in the proverbial. Grab Groundhog the money day. bags. You know, yeah. count one, two, three. Grab yeah. the bag. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm buying all the stuff. Yes. All the trips. Yes. I'm gonna go all the trips, and then I'll be like, ah, oh, maybe next time I'll be good. <laughs> but yeah, so I think. And do not expect you to go through all the emotions and be like, okay, cool, I'm done, I've healed. Nope. Nope. Four years out, and I was like, such a disaster. Yeah. But I feel better. I rested. You know. But you get through it. Yeah. Okay. Because of all the lessons and all the things I've gone through, and 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 the podcast, and all the things, and all you know, just learning to give myself grace. So, discovery. A new year allows people to discover new directions yeah. and possibilities, as does divorce recovery in terms of self-discovery, interests, needs, future dreams. What have you discovered about I, yourself? I discovered that I'm really getting much better at setting boundaries. Oh, there you go. Yep. I discovered that I, in the past, have been a terrible grudge holder, and I'm working on it. I've also learned that 
I think I've, as a nurse, you know, you have to take all these classes and keep up on your, you know, continued education and blah, 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 blah. And you go to all these things and you learn the things and listening. I thought I was an active listener, but because of my ADHD and my brain, my squirrel brain, half the time I don't hear what you're saying. I don't because I, you know, now there's a Furby in the side there and I saw something go out the window and you started talking. I'm like, oh, we're doing a podcast. And there's a light in front of me and there's a paper and there's my keys. And like, so but all you've this gotten stuff. so better. No, not. No, you have. You have. You have. I think I've gotten better, but I think I've also gotten better at saying, oh, I, I spaced out. Can you say that again? I'm, mm. I'm so sorry. That was on me. Instead of trying to fake it and or, to go or, on or just it being off. in the meeting and they're like, what do you think? And I'm like. Uh, I like unicorns. Yeah. So I'll be like, you know what? I just zoned out. I'm t- I'm so sorry. I'm working on it. You know, ADHD, 49, no medication. I'm sorry. Guess um, what I've learned? What? After having that event last year. So 2024, I really don't give a shit what people think anymore. Yeah. Or what they want. Seriously. Yeah. And it's not being callous, but it's more so taking care of myself and still wondering or worrying about the things that matter. You know, when 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 certain family members won't talk to me or won't open the door when I go by their place, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit because I tried. Well, I, here's I, the thing, too. Like, you know, I was just listening to another podcast um, and they were talking. You were talking about um, your guest was talking about boundaries mm-hmm. and how you can have boundaries and your partner can have boundaries and your dog can have boundaries and all these people can have boundaries that they've set for themselves but you in your boundaries have to know when you're dealing with someone that you care about, say, you know, Val or your children or whoever, mm-hmm. that they also have boundaries. And if you don't, if you're not willing to be flexible with your boundaries, but still respect your boundaries, you're going to be alone. Right. Mm-hmm. So my boundaries are I put up so many boundaries when I was first dating that the walls were concrete plastered in like boulders you know no one could come in they had steel cages over them all the things because i wasn't willing to give as much i wasn't willing to give all this emotion if i wasn't going to get it back and a lot of you know in dating you don't get all you don't get reciprocated on how you're giving out you know especially if you really like somebody and they don't Mm -hmm. like you or whatever vice versa and so i think what i've learned too is boundaries can come down enough to see you know, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet, but I'm working on it. But if you communicate all your boundaries to the person that you love or the person you're dealing with, they're also going to be like, okay, I can let go of this boundary a little bit. So I help you with your boundaries. And eventually those boundaries, those walls will come down and you both respectfully have your boundaries still. My boundaries are concrete as fuck. Yeah, but no, you're married and <laughs> you got a vow and, you know, so you're... Well, well even if I wasn't married... They'd be concrete. Like I said, going through a specialized event and able to recover from that and really figure out what's important and what's not. Yeah. So boundaries relate to what is important for me and what's not important. And my not important cash, cash, cash. You can be fancy if you want. Yeah. Tarjay. Yeah, Tarjay. Yeah. My cash of not important things are so huge. And I think too like you know one of my one of my first episodes with forgiveness and not giving a fuck was oh, yeah. was a protection is a protection mm-hmm. because when you say this doesn't bother me anymore and that's on you that also helps you give get your respect back your gets your makes you feel more encapsulated like I'm protected because 
I don't give a fuck. But we care enough to not give a fuck, right? Yep. So you have to care so much to keep going and keep going and keep going. But when you keep going, you're also disrespecting yourself. So once you say, I will no longer be disrespected by you being that way because I've chosen to set a boundary. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the hardest things that I had to learn is just because you're setting a boundary doesn't mean you don't care. It means you care so much about yourself in order to care about what's happening around you. So this new one is refinement. I don't know what the hell that is. Let's check out refinement. With the passing months of a new year, specific goals and plans solidify based on what you've learned. Similarly, the path forward crystallizes with divorce recovery reflection. What the hell is that? So I, what I think this is, is... Okay, with New Year's, you've okay. set, most people have set a resolution. I'm going to lose weight. I'm mm-hmm. going to cut back on smoking. I'm not going to drink as much. I'm not going to get as many booty calls. <laughs> I'm not going to squirrel as much. <laughs> I'm going to try to focus better when I think something's important. And that's the other thing. If I don't think it's, if I think it's boring, I've already checked out. Yeah. So I'm going to be more engaged so I don't check out as much. Because what, People were talking. They think it's important. But you're still going to check out, and but not as much. Sometimes they're not, and I have to check out because I'm like, oh, is this over not yet? As, not as much, but you're still going to check yeah. out. Yeah, so okay. we've all set these goals, you know, like we're going away in June. So we're all like, we're going to exercise every day. We're going to try to eat better. We're going to do all this stuff. Am I going to still have french fries? Yes, because I love french fries. Am I going to still have maybe a slice of pizza? I'm going to. I'm going to set, what's your thing? Unrealistic expectations. Yep. I know that I'm still going to do that so I don't feel like I'm deprived. So when you have these goals that you say, I'm only going to do this. I'm only going to do that. I'm not going to fail at this. You're going to fail. You're because setting you yourself, yourself up. too much. Yeah, you're setting yourself up for failure. So why not make small goals, check them off your list if you're old school like us. Right, because over forty. Because you got to write them. Because you know that Franklin plan, or you need yep. to prioritize. Or that big chief tablet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old, buddy. Oh, you are. are. I found some of those in like my dad. I'm like, okay, cool. Seriously, your dad? Thank my, you. My dad. Yeah. yeah, you're old enough to be my dad, aren't you? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Shit, I am. No, I'm not. You almost gonna, fifty. I'm almost fifty. So yeah, no. thirteen. No. I mean, you don't know what hood you from. I didn't. Hey. Because in my hood, hood, my hood 12, 13 know. was about it. Dang, dad, 13 years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I think what it's saying is if once you've set little goals, those bigger goals are more achievable because you've taken them into smaller steps, right? Yep. So you can say, this is my hard line. I will no longer be disrespected by people who don't respect me in my family that don't give a shit, that don't give as much as I give, you know, aren't on the same page as me, only need me when they need something. Use and abuse. Right. So I'm going to set those hard goals in concrete, stone, diamond, whatever. But there are some things you can, like, you know, be a little flexible with. I think refinement also is, here's my path. It's going to veer off a little bit. There's going to be some rocks in it. It's not going to be smooth the whole time. But I'm on this, I'm on this path to healing through divorce. Cover. The reed in the wind. There might be some forks in that path, okay. but eventually it all comes back to the same thing. And, you know, this path it's saying is like, you are divorced. You're getting divorced. You're on the journey to divorce. So depending on what stage you're in, the ultimate goal is divorce. And now you are a divorcee, right? 
So some of them are, I'm no longer with my ex. Some of them, I'm going to find happiness. I'm going to start my old hobby back. I'm going to do that. So those are things that can be crystallized. Put, you know, they're now the stones that you've gotten flat. You've moved, removed from the thing. Mm -hmm. You filled with dirt. You've done the things. You now got flowers on the side of your path because you've started a new hobby or a podcast or whatever. So your path might look different from, you know, with the thorns and all the things covering over it. Now it's a clearer path. You see what's the ultimate journey is because you're always going to be a divorcee. And I think that's what that means. So my favorite here is coming up uh, progress, not perfection. As long as you're moving forward, it doesn't have to be perfect. Because it's not going to be perfect yeah. because this year, hopefully your first time getting divorced, yeah. but there's people out there that do it multiple times. But yeah. yeah, when you're out there and you're just starting to hurt, if you make it one minute, you're like succeeding. Especially early on. Make it another five minutes yeah. to make it, make it half hour, make it an hour, make it I didn't go to work day. with my eyes swollen today. Yeah. I didn't go to, I could actually see when I was driving because I wasn't crying. Um, I, I didn't get on match.com today. <laughs> What did you want? What you want? Plenty of fish or farmers only? <laughs> I didn't divert to Mormon, a different Mormon.com. Mormon.com. <laughs> Past preachers.com. Preachers.com. Yeah, I I I think this one is Freakazoid robots. <laughs> Please report to the dance AI floor. AI intelligence only. Um I don't know, you might have that addiction now. Okay. Um I think this is really hard. Especially if you weren't the one who initiated the divorce. Well, I was perfect. I was great. I did no. this right. I'm the, I'm not the problem. I'm not this. Yep. And I think, too, is when you have to look at yourself and your part in it, your take in it, um, you know, maybe I didn't communicate. I didn't communicate because I kept it all in because I just want everybody to be happy. And I wanted the world to see happy. I wanted to keep up with the Joneses. I wanted to make sure that no matter what, my family unit looked okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it was that perception of happy family, picket fence, whole thing. Because that's what we were told we needed to do. Yep. That the was the ultimate goal. The second that there's any waves in a marriage, the whole entire neighborhood knows, the community knows, especially if you work in a school district or you work somewhere where it's very public knowledge of your life. Um, And I think I failed at this because I thought I was divorcing great. I thought I was doing it well. I thought I was doing a good job at getting divorced. And I wasn't. I wasn't getting... But how did you grade yourself? You can't grade yourself. Well, my teeth were falling out. I lost too much weight. I wasn't eating. I cut off too many people that probably would have been there. Um, But maybe that still helped you to be where you are today, though. But I think that, that. too. And I said, you know, when I decided that I was drinking too much, when I decided that I wasn't being healthy, when I decided that other other things were my priority, when my priority should have just been... Getting by, getting myself up out of mm-hmm. bed, getting to work, getting my son together. Like, and I think most of my existence was because of my son. And I, you know, I can't thank him now because he's 12, but without him, I would have been laying in the bed still. I would have been going out too much. I would have been, you know, may not have ever met Lance because I was like, nope, never going to date, never doing that. Nope, 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 not, no. You have to, even if you have to give yourself, buy yourself a fucking pack of gold stickers and put them on a chart and say, look at you, you woke up today, you got dressed, you showered, and you went to work. You came home and ate. You went to bed. Good for you. You, you get a gold star. 
the next day, you know what? You got up 10 minutes early. You weren't rolling out of bed and like, just, huh? What? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think we need to be, we need to be more patient with ourselves. Lenient to ourselves. Yeah. And I think, you know, those tiny goals, you know, that we're saying, like, you, you are worth happiness. You are worth the effort. You are worth being okay with getting divorced, even though it sucks. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, and the setbacks, some days you're like, ah, I didn't cry all day. And then the next day you can't stop crying because, you know, I have a court date. I've never been in trouble in my life. I've gotten a speeding ticket one time and I was like, okay, I wasn't really speeding, but okay, cool. And I couldn't fight for myself because I was going in front of people who are of power. Now I'm like, okay, there are people just like me. Yep. Right. So figure that out. I think I think it really is. You, you just have to take one day at a time. Don't be hard on yourself. And just this sucks. Divorce sucks. And no matter how you look at it, but the end game, if you're going to be happy, is so worth it. I think that leads into finding balance. Yeah. You got to balance yourself. Oh yeah. Uh, when you have the hard days and you have the good days, mm-hmm. you have to accept both. You know, yeah. just don't. Well, off the hard days, yeah. you know, learn something from them. You know, there's always something like when I had a bad date or you had a bad date, you learn from that date. Yeah. You, you know, you thank them Take for notes. showing me what I didn't want. <laughs> yeah. Or getting yeah. rid of that thing that I couldn't yeah. see through. Like I, some of those lenses that you look through when you're dating, you're like, oh, he's fine. It's fine. Because it wasn't exactly like your situation. Mm-hmm. But you can see all, you see all the red flags. There's a song, Kelly Clarkson, Red Flag Collector. Mm-hmm. You see them all. But you don't want to because you love them or what you think love is supposed to yep. be. Or you like them enough. Well, no, it's not good enough. Where you look past that. You need to make sure you love you first in order to, you know. And finding balance is that. Like, I can remember vividly sitting at work going, okay, here's my lunchtime. I'm going to write down all the things that I would like to get done tomorrow and then the next day and then the weekend's coming i'm gonna buy myself a ticket to red rocks by myself and go and tell other people i'm going if they want to go this is where i'm going friends family you know sometimes it'd be two of us sometimes it'd be 10 of us sometimes i would go by myself there were times well not maybe red rocks but like Mm -hmm. uh, two events like i've been to the movies by myself i've been to restaurants by myself because no one else is available i've been on hikes by myself maybe not the smartest thing but i have done that i you know, just things that get you out of that space where you know inevitably you could drink too much. You could just be in bed sleeping and not taking care of yourself. You you know, not doing the things that you need to. And that a lot of those things get comfortable because they don't make you feel anything. Right? And so balance to me like I would look forward to going, Hey, I'm just gonna go get myself some cold stone, get something this, and then go back and watch a movie. Just chill. And just do nothing. And that was okay. So I think balance is you have to be able to, and willing, like, you know, support systems and stuff like that too, like your friends and all that. You find out who those people are that are going to be there for you. And then you also find out those people that weren't really there for you at all, even when you were together, when you were in your marriage, that weren't rooting for you in your negative. They were only rooting for you what they could get from you or your positivity. Or whatever. So So how does your balance play into your mindset? You know, that positive mindset, you know, speaking into existence. It's so hard. Yeah. It's, that's At first. Yeah. At I first. think, well, I'm, I thought I was one of the most positive people ever. Like, I'm always like, it's going to get fine. It's going to get better. You know, 
events in your life are all the same. It's just how you perceive them and deal with them. Mm-hmm. That's a, one of my, you know, my kids will remember me saying that. It's not the situation because most situations are similar. You know, you have a pain or a sadness or this and that, an inconvenience, all the things. But not divorce. Yeah. <laughs> not how, divorce. How you perceive and how you deal with that problem is similar in your life. How how I how I deal with someone being disrespectful or cutting me off on the road is the mm-hmm. same. Fuck you. This is my lane. Right? So I know that's how I am. So most times in a situation where you have to come out of your Mm -hmm. comfort zone or you're being ticked off or, you know, saddened or this or that, you're going to deal with it the same way every time because that's how you're made up. But if you can learn to go, hey, you know what? This sucks right now. We're going to get through it. What can we do to make it better? Or who do I call that always helps me out? Or, you know, what's some, what's music I listen to when I'm sad? What's music I listen to when I'm happy? If I want to be in a happy mood, I'm going to turn on this one, like turn on this song. I'm going to do this. I'm going to read this book. I'm going to watch this movie. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to play with my dog. Those are all things that can bring you back to that positive space. And I really believe that if you speak positivity mm-hmm. into the universe, you get that back. If okay. you speak, if you, cause you know, you, we all know someone who is always fucking negative, no matter okay, what it is. Yes. Yep. You could get flowers. Oh, they sent me flowers, work, but they're not routines. daisies. They're not this. They're not that. It's not that. And you put that negative connotation on something. It's going to be negative. It's, that's common sense, right? Yep. But if you're like, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing thing ever. Blah, blah, blah. Even if you hate flowers, yep. you just made Good a positive. Yep. Thank you so much for thinking about me. I love it. I love it. Thank I love you for it. taking the time. Yeah. So I think a lot of things that we say generally are common sense, but when you're going through something this traumatic, you don't always see straight. You don't always see the positive or the the tiny steps that you're doing. And I think we just, like mindset, you need to be mindful of yourself, take mindful steps, journaling, listening to music, doing nothing, turning all the noise off, putting noise-canceling headphones with Mm -hmm. nothing in, just listening to nothing, listen to your breath, whatever it is. Play pickleball. Whatever you like to do, find happiness in your mindset because when you do things you enjoy and love, it's not really like you're working at doing it. That's what they say, do at work, do something you love, so it's not really work. Right? So I think mindset and anything you do has to come from you and... Positivity generally works. And as humans, we are a negative being. We are like, oh, everything yeah. sucks. It's terrible. Everything happens to me. Blah, 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 blah. You're like, why me? You know what? Yeah, that I'm so, listen, I am the clumsiest, clumsiest person ever. But we joke around like, oh, the table jumped out in front of me. All oh, the door is, you know, being a bully. Like, Lance sends me stuff like that or whatever. But we found way to make it humorous because I know I'm going to have a bruise on me somewhere and I don't know where I came from because I run into the door because I apparently think my hips are smaller than they are. Or, you know, I turn sideways because I hear a noise, but there's a there's a wall there. Oh, hey, you know, so I'm not aware of my surroundings all the time. And I know that. But I'm mindful that if I have a bruise, it's something I ran into or I did that. So. So I'm going to close it out yeah. with uh, milestones, fresh starts. There's always a fresh start. Like you said, I didn't cry that bad today. I think too, yeah. You know, it's just, you know, it's almost like a small win. You don't have to Take wait for January wins. 1st yep. or the new year. Every day is a new year. Yeah. So, again, 
I'll, you know, I'm a, I'm a school nurse, and a lot of times, jokingly, when a kid comes in and they think, like, it's the worst because they got a splinter that I can't find, that their day is ruined, their life's ruined, it's I'm, it's the end of the world. I go, you know what? As soon as you walk out the store, it's a new start. You don't have a yeah. splinter anymore or this or that or, you know, or they get in trouble. I'm like, you know what? You're in trouble right now. You're going to go through whatever the consequence is, and then tomorrow's a new day and do better. And, and if you don't do there. better, then we're going to learn how to do better. You know, so a lot of kids will come in who have never been in trouble before. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to talk to the principal. Go, you know what? The principal is just like anybody else. Just a, a larger child, basically a bigger an adult, you know, with more power. Yeah. And just talk to them. Tell them your truth. If you messed up, apologize wholeheartedly that you messed up and you're sorry, but they know you're a kid and they know that everybody makes mistakes and da, 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 da. And generally that works. And then they're able to get through it, and you know, soon as the as soon as this part's over, it's a new start. It's a new minute. It's a new hour. It's there a new go. day. You know. So again, we want everybody to have a new start in 2024. Even today, even the fourth of January, you can have a new start. Yeah. Or even next week. Yeah. Monday, when the kids come back to school, is a new <laughs> start. New start. Feral little f- f- people. Humans. 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 All right, Miss right, Rachel, you got any uh, parting words? I think you do. Or did you just say them? I think, I, I think the only thing I have to say is be gentle with yourself. New year, new you, new path. You know, maybe a new relationship. Maybe a new traveling experience. Maybe a new hobby. It doesn't all have to be, you know... Crazy. Right now, finite. It doesn't have to be okay. I'm I'm getting divorced this year. It's gonna suck. It's it's gonna probably be terrible in, in, in parts, but it all isn't gonna suck. You got 366 days this year yep. to. Um, and it won't be the end of the world. Yeah, and you just need to make sure you know if you have a bad day today, tomorrow's a new day, and be uh, thankful you're waking up every day. Hi, Miss Rachel. Yes. Episode 159. Woohoo! The Force Devil Podcast signing off. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.